Welcome to the Lead Defend Podcast, a show designed to help you grow in faith and leadership as you navigate the stages of young adulthood. We address important faith topics and provide practical life tips, helping you build up your faith as you engage a changing culture. Now, here are your hosts. Hey, welcome to Lead Defend Podcast. We are so excited to be back for this season. We don't really know what season this is, honestly. We just keep rolling (laughs) with it. Um, Put a question mark on it. Speaking of, Lead Defend Conference is coming up quick. It's March 2nd of 2024. Man, that's going to be here before we know it. It is. And you can get more information at leaddefend.org. Yeah, it seems like that time of year always sneaks up on you. It's like holidays are here, you're having fun, drinking hot chocolate, and then bam, spring semester's back, and it's time for Lead Defend. Unless you're not having fun during the holidays, and that would be sad. Man, downer. <laughs> yep. Uh, but anyways, we got Jeremy Dixon with us. Jeremy's the young adult pastor at Cross Church up in Northwest Arkansas. Uh, he's actually at the Pinnacle Hills campus, which is there yeah. in Rogers. But mm-hmm. Jeremy, you got a lot of responsibilities. So start this way. Tell us about who you are and why you do what you do. Man, that's a, that's a big question right there. But man, thankful to be here with Brock and Ryan. Love both these guys and it's an honor to be with y'all today. When I got here, we were both middle that, school pastors. That's true. Oh, wow. So is... Have you leveled up or leveled down? <laughs> I don't know. It depends on who you ask. Yeah, ask Brock. That I'll, I'll just echo whatever he answers. To so that. Brock's a campus pastor now at First yeah. Baptist Rogers Olive Street Campus, yeah. and Jeremy's doing young adult ministry. Yeah. So yeah. So I came here actually eight a little over eight years ago um, originally to Cross Church through School of Ministry. So we have a one year residency program. Which yeah, if you're looking for something right out of college, that's a great thing to mm-hmm. do. If you're looking to get into ministry, so I came up here to do that. It was with our Fayetteville campus working with our C3 ministry, um, ended up kind of being over all of freshman ministry. And that's when I really like just fell in love with reaching college freshmen. And so Ryan, I know that, you know, me and you could talk a lot about yeah, that. That's right. Um, but what I learned from that season, and this is, this is leading into me being now in young adults, but what I learned from like about a college freshman is, and many of you might be about to walk into that or are in your freshman year, but so many things are new. You know, you have way more freedom than you ever had. Um, way more open, so it doesn't matter. Maybe that means that, you know, unfortunately maybe you grew up in a Christian household and now you're open and you're going all over, you know, down Dixon Street if you're at U of A or, and, and you're open to a lot more things than you never were because you have a lot more freedom than you ever had before. But also maybe it's for somebody who they grew up in, in an atheist home, they're more open to being invited to a service or to a small group or to yeah. a conversation about Jesus. And I just love that openness of a college freshman. And, um, so that's kind of where, like, I just learned, man, like such an opportunity to reach that demographic. And so I did that, um, for a year, then came up here to Pinnacle Hills campus, Rogers, that's where I met Brock and, uh, did student ministry for about three years and crazy long story, crazy thing that the Lord did, but I was a young adult. I think I was like 25, maybe 26 at the time. And, uh, there just wasn't a whole lot going on for young adults at our church, and God just did a lot of things in me, brought back a lot of that period of time that I was helping with C3 and helping with college freshmen and, and even my own life in, a, in yeah. a lot of seasons of transition. Um, and even in my own personal story, I've had a lot of seasons of transition that I've gotten sure. right, and it's been incredible. I've had a lot of really bad seasons of transition that I've gotten really wrong that led to like a lot of destruction in my life. Yeah. So just those seasons are so crucial of what are you going to do in those seasons of transition? doesn't matter if that's in between junior high and high school or high school and college or college young adult years and or maybe it's engagement season or having your first kid I mean it, all these different seasons are super impactful 
And that's when I came to a campus pastor and said, hey, what are we doing for young adults? He said, well, you want to lead a ministry? (laughs) There you go. (laughs) You want to start something? And uh, so that was almost five years ago, which is pretty crazy to think about. Um, So, yeah, so then it's been a lot of a wild ride. And Um, now you lead a ministry, part of which is called The Social. And so it's a young adult gathering on Tuesday nights, a couple hundred young adults um, at different stages of their young adulthood. Yeah. Actually, so The Social is, it's only, so it's a focus on like 22 to 32. Okay. So again, and I know a lot of different young adult ministries all over the country and even how they define young adults is way different. Sure. Uh, who's in a room in a young adult ministry is way different. But Does how we do really it. anyone really know? <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> and what I've learned is the older you are, the longer you keep to the term that you're a young adult. Yeah, you, you, you're <laughs> just trying to, you try to hold on to it for as long as you can. Uh, that's why when I first was in student ministry up here, um, we had a thing called a young adult ministry, but the average age was like 43. Sure. I was like, ah. I don't know about that. You young, know? Younger adults. Yeah. So Jeremy is saying, if you're a 43-year-old listening, you are not a young adult you're not. anymore. We, I don't consider you a young adult. You know? All right. So, yeah, you're not. I'm, I'm barely. I'm hanging on, you know? I feel that. Uh, I hit 31 <laughs> this past year. Same. And, uh, yeah, yeah I, there's a lot of me that doesn't feel young anymore. Mm-mm. So we say it's a focus, especially so the social. So it's for single young adults. The focus is 22 to 32. And so even, like, here at Cross Church, we have a great college ministry, like I said, that I used to be mm-hmm. a part of, C3. So if they're in college, I'm like, hey, you're welcome here, but we have something better for you. Go down 25 minutes. C3 is gonna be incredible. You know, if you're if you're 36, if you're a 43 year old, we have something better for you somewhere. So like, let me help you get plugged in there. Yeah. But yeah, so we have the social for young single adults. You know, the 22 to 32 that demographic, and I'm also over young married adults. Yeah. And which also means I'm over the in between. So, like, I did 14 ceremonies, wedding ceremonies last year. Wow. <laughs> so, I did one Sunday. Um, so, there's a lot of pre-marriage now, counseling. Now, do you, go ahead and admit, do, do you use the same, do you use the same text? Like, do you use the same wedding? You know, I really let them kind of pick a little bit. Oh, okay. But if they are like, hey, I don't care, do whatever, it's going to be pretty similar. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, my, my question, is this like a, a full service deal where you pair them up and marry them? Like, this is a hitch situation? It depends or on how a, much they pay. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, man, I wish I've, I've kept track of how many, like, wedding and marriages have come out of the singles ministry. Yeah. But it's a lot. Mm-hmm. But I'll also say, because of how we have the ministry structured, it's also really hard. It's It's... It's exciting. Um, it's encouraging. They're launching into like, man, like they're going to raise fam- a family that's yeah. following the Lord. And that's a big part of what I try to do is in this season of transition, man, how can we pour into you the best yeah. so that your future, you pick a spouse differently, you raise kids differently. Yep. Yeah. They have kids differently and hmm. generational changes. But um, the hard part about that is that means two incredible Let's just say like this this past Sunday. Yeah. I married two of my best small group leaders. A guy small group leader, girl small group leader. They're married. They're transitioning out of the social. Hmm. So sure. that just happens fast. Yeah. And so especially last year. I had yeah, so fourteen weddings. I mean, you know, twenty eight yep. of your leaders, leaders I'm yeah. losing. So as you're trying to invest in, in those single adults, you do have in mind some of them are gonna get married, some of them not, but all yeah. of them have a next step, next transition. hundred percent. What are some of those key things you're trying to invest in them? What are those, you know, core disciplines that maybe you're trying to to teach them as as you prepare them for whatever that next step is while they're a young adult now, something else coming forward? Yeah, I think that's why I love young adults. And I think in a way, you know, even going back, Ryan, to like that freshman year of college of how valuable that is. Mm. What I've found is 
young adult years, it's a lot, lot longer freshman season, right? Like wow. you're a freshman adult is <laughs> really what it is, is, you know, now maybe you had a great college experience and a lot of great friends and now you're new to a place, especially talk about Northwest Arkansas, tons of people from out of state, right. um, you know, don't have friends here. So you're starting fresh. Mm-hmm. And, or maybe you're not a believer and you're just looking for somebody somewhere, whether that's a bar or a ministry, right? And so it's really capitalizing on that season of transition and man, how can we number one, reach you for Jesus? And so that is why we do a Tuesday night Mm -hmm. gathering is to be like, all right, this is the widest funnel we have. Uh, And this is our strategy, if you will, of reaching young single adults in the area is, man, we want to have a place that you feel safe, that you can find community. Wow. Um, but it's all about this is that I really think that young adults, uh, I'll say specifically young single adults. All right. So graduating from college have more availability than any other season you've ever mm-hmm. had. And any other season you probably will ever have. Wow. You have probably more freedom to risk than you've ever had. Sure. Will ever have, mm. you know, some of these young adults are making real money, you know, coming out of coming out of school more than we'll ever see, you know, here at this table. Um, and, and they have in, tremendous freedom to risk, availability, like I said, um, but also influence. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, these are leaders. These are growing leaders in their, maybe in their companies or in their fields. And they could be huge kingdom, you know, difference makers yeah. soon. And what I want them to grasp, and so if you are a young adult or you're approaching your young adult years, get excited because it's not doom and gloom or like, what's next? Now, like, it's really, really, really exciting because even, even if you're single or especially if you're single, I'll even say, you know, a lot of, of my young adults, a lot of them would love to wish away the singleness, you sure. know, and like, hey, let's get through the season fast and, you know, I'll just wait on this until I get married mm. or, you know, one day when I have a family, you know, all these things. Now, like, seize the moment now. Mm. Like, right now, God can use you and your season of waiting in incredible ways. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, Actually, at our ministry, we just preached through First uh, Samuel. Yep, uh, Ryan, you you know, helped on. Some I got of that. to do a week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You did? All, all the staff took vacation, and so I uh, <laughs> right. I got I got to be there that week. We brought Ryan in, and uh, but I closed the series on. It was huge. I've never preached this much text. It was kind of brutal, um, but on First Samuel seventeen through thirty one. Wow. wow. Brutal, uh, because kind of how we did it was we did you know two like on Samuel chapters, two on, <laughs> chapters. Like chapters. chapters seventeen through 31. chapter yeah. seventeen to thirty one and um, why this is relevant especially I think to a young single adult who thinks that they're maybe a freshman or maybe you're in the middle of a, some kind of transition where you feel like you're just waiting yeah and you're trying to wait on what the Lord is doing in your life to move on mm-hmm. uh, or maybe you feel called to ministry and now you're like man well I can't really do ministry until I've you know, graduate, you know, college mm-hmm. or until I have my MDiv or mm-hmm. whatever you think you're waiting on. Um, so David gets anointed by Samuel and in first Samuel 16. Okay. Then, you know, plus or minus two or three years, it's 24 years later wow. that he becomes king. That's unbelievable. That's a wait. That's a wait, man. And if he would have just gotten frustrated. I mean, uh, I mean, it's pretty obvious in, in scripture, different places. He had a hard time, right? Yeah. But he learned patience. Uh, he learned wisdom. He learned how to be faithful mm. in the fight. I mean, you have so many huge, crucial things, big stories that happen between, you know, and for, and first Samuel ends, this is what's crazy about just first Samuel 
it ends in chapter 31 and he's still not king actually still yeah. not even close to being king you know Saul dies Jonathan dies so it's closer I, I guess yeah. um but man you can use that season and God can use you there to be dependent on the Lord maybe more than ever but it's going to be a season that God can really use you and so it's an incredible time of your life so we're talking about seasons and, and transitions uh Obviously, David had that long season of waiting. Sometimes people make mistakes in mm. transition seasons, yeah. like that they have to spend a long time recovering from. Sure. What are some common mistakes or pitfalls as a person enters young adult years? Mm-hmm. Like they're out of the the college or early workforce stage, and now I'm definitely a young adult, paying my own bills, doing my own thing. What are some pitfalls that you see in yeah. young adult ministry? You know, um, I really think a lot of them, and it's part of that on waiting on the Lord and being that awkward in between, um, is it's uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, I could use a lot of different analogies of the, of the uncomfortable, you know, whether that's like working out and you're in the, you know, right, getting ready to mm-hmm. pop up from a squat or, or whatever, just that, that weird in between stage that's where there's a lot of stress, a lot mm-hmm. of pressure. And one of the biggest pitfalls I see is instead of, you know, leveraging this season for the kingdom, they're waiting and yeah. they're struggling and then in between. And you're so focused on when, when is this coming? Sure. When am I going to get a job? When am I going to get the right job? When am I going to get the wow. girlfriend that's going to turn into the fiance that's going to turn into the wife that I'm looking for? When is it that I'm going to get the promotion? Yeah. And you're so focused on when is the next, when am I getting, when that you become so self-centered and so wow. self-focused that you miss out on the season that could be leveraged for the gospel, for the kingdom. That's huge. So I think you just get selfish mm. and just trying to figure out what, wh- who am I going to be, in th- which is a good thing, but you can also turn it really quick into a very self-focused thing where then you become ineffective for the kingdom because you're so focused on what can I get from this, this, I, this. I appreciate that you just come straight out and call it selfish. Yeah. yeah. You know, that, yeah, I mean, our, our focus can become very inward during those times. And, and yeah. it's interesting because most people would say, no, I'm waiting on something, on God to work. Sure. Mm-hmm. But you're saying, nah, we can be really selfish in those seasons, yeah. even of waiting. And also, what if he doesn't? <laughs> yeah. The, like, or what if it's 24 years that you're waiting? Yeah, and you know? yeah. none of those things are necessarily promised. It almost operates from like, all right, you know, I, God's holding out something from me, yeah. and kind of like you you said just a second ago, if you're if you're always waiting for when you're gonna miss now. What does God have for you right here, yeah. right now? I mean, so I mean, you might be in ninth grade, called to ministry, do ministry. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like you really don't have. If if God has, you know, like a David was anointed in sixteen, he can start living out in some of that anointing right then. Like he he can trust that God has called him. Well, now it's in the awkward in between between you know those seasons and man, get to work now and Jeremy. Let me give you a scenario and I want you to coach this person through something. Okay. So, <laughs> it's a person who graduated college in let's say May. They graduated college in yeah. May. Uh, so wherever they're at in the year, they've got a new job in a new city. They don't know a lot of folks and they're a young adult and they're single and they're just searching for what's next. What is the advice you'd give them in that season? Man, I say get plugged in to a church somewhere. Yeah. And, and you know, something um, – gosh, I could go a lot of directions here. Uh, but I, I go talk to somebody on staff. Go find somebody. Find somebody that can mentor you. Um, I definitely believe in 
pushing people to get mentors, mm-hmm. but I also tell people, you know, some of the best mentors you can get is through podcasts and through books sure. and through, you know, watching YouTube videos of people. And so go find somebody that can pour into you right off the bat, but then immediately go look at how can I be used by the kingdom? Wow. How can I really use this season right now? And, and maybe your season of singleness, maybe your season of this waiting it could be really, really short. It could be three months. Sure. Um, we tried really hard to try to gauge and try to like track how long somebody is at the social, right? Like, <laughs> What's the average tenure the, of a person? We yeah. guess around nine, 10 months. Yeah. Oh, wow. Before they get a different job and move to Chicago, Dallas, New York, wh- wherever from here. Yeah. Which uh, we're in a very transient sure, area yeah. too. But, or, or they're getting engaged, they're getting married. So it's like, and that's not all the time that part, but yep. they are probably moving somewhere fast. And if you were to even wait three months, you might be a third of your way and yeah. missing out on the season that you have right wow. now. That's so huge. don't think I'm just going to wait, find somewhere to get plugged. So what do you say to the person who hears that and goes, but exactly. I'm only like, what if I'm only here nine months? Yeah. Why, like, why, why should I put down roots? Why should I seek out a mentor if I'm just, mm. so what's the, the incentive to build community in the short mm. term? I love that question. And actually, as I've started, when I really, you know, became a young adult pastor, I had never been a part of or seen a young adult ministry. So I had to really just try to learn and, um, you know, from a lot of different places. Mm -hmm. But one area where I learned the most was actually from military ministry. Hmm. Because of how fast and transient it is, especially singles ministry. Um, But what I love about military ministry, and to to your question is they are super focused on finding community and plugged into a church fast. Wow. So I, I've, I've watched some videos. I've read some books on military ministry. But what happens is is they know for a fact, a lot of times, they have two years at a place. Hmm. So they're actually, they have an advantage mm-hmm. over a young single adult, right. you know, out of college. Cause they know. They know that it's short. So they're not playing around. Like, they're like, all right, week they're one, in. find a church, you know, Week two, where can I get plugged in in this church? Week three, how can I be making disciples yeah. here in my community? Um, you know, all that's happening really, really fast. Wow. And, I, and what I've seen is a lot can happen with somebody who's all in for the kingdom-minded, you know, kind of person in a couple months. Yeah. Hmm. Um, we do this thing called Rise. It's like a leadership development program for young adults. And uh, I, I, we just started another round of it last night, and I was telling them, about our last class, we do it every three weeks. And our last class, we had uh, 27 people go through it, 27 young single adults. One of them was really fired up, really excited. She went through the three weeks of rise. Two weeks later, she moved. Wow. She had no idea when she started, sure. right? Mm-hmm. But even through that, like it really helped get her equipped to serve, hmm. um, how to like share her story and her, wow. you know, her faith and. So even in that short amount of time, and she actually helped um, start a new small group in those few weeks. Wow! Before moving, and now she's That's going. And now she's moved um, to Minnesota, and she's taking what she learned that those few weeks there to help a church there. And so that's why you can't wait. Yeah. Um, because you also don't know what the mm-hmm. Lord is going to yeah. do, and you'd rather have started last week. Yeah. Yeah, don't underestimate what God can do in a short period of time. Is yeah, it sounds like what 100%. you're saying. Man, that's a, that's a that's an incredible word. Just I'm thinking of students that graduate and 
don't know. They, they all think they have a temporary job for now. Mm-hmm. Nobody thinks when they're 25 that I'm in the job I'm going to have for the next 50 years. Sure. Very few do. And so in those transitionary phases, just being incredibly faithful yeah. with where God's placed you. I mean, when I came up here right after college, uh, I went to Washita, mm-hmm. came up here right after college to do school of ministry. I came up here with the full intention of being here for 12 months and leaving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would have honestly bet you anything that that was going to be the case. Like, that's what I wanted. I actually was like, man, I've been in Arkansas for a while. I'm kind of ready to, like, get out. Um, and so came here thinking I was g- for sure gone. Sure. Like, didn't want to stay. Yeah. And I've been here eight years now. <laughs> well, so. give, us, give us a word of advice because th- there's a lot of young adults and, and young folks that listen to this, but there's also a lot of ministry leaders. Sure. If somebody's saying, I'm passionate about young adults in my community, where do I start? Yeah. I'm going to start taking notes because this is a question we're, we're even asking yeah, right absolutely. now. Absolutely. Um, I think the first thing I'll just say is, man, you're, you're thinking of a good thing. And that young adults, I mean, I just gave a whole thing of why young adult years are so important. Mm-hmm. So as a leader, that's why you should be reaching and should be, you know, trying to help equip and, you know, love on and young adults because of how valuable they are even to your church. Yeah. Um, like, I think that you should see them as that. Um, and so that's really the first thing I'd say is like, Hey, if you're wanting to do that, that's a very good thing. Um, it's really hard. And why I think a lot of, especially when I'm talking about young, like young professionals, maybe, you know, post Mm -hmm. after college, uh, it's something that a lot of churches like are like, ah, well, we don't have that many here. I promise you have way more than you think you do. Absolutely. Um, I mean, that could be any, anywhere in the state, you yep. know, anywhere in the, in the country. You have way more than you think you do. Mm. Um, you probably definitely have way more young families, young marrieds than you think you do. And, and all of that season is just so important. And, uh, and there's, a big se- there's a big gap, I think, in, we'll just say, the American church of mm-hmm. now, thankfully, you know, thankfully, praise the Lord, last what 30 years you can probably give more of a background on bcm and all that kind of stuff but you know it hasn't been that long that there's been a great focus there sure but now we've we've kind of closed in some of that gap but there's a gap between you graduate college Mm -hmm. and then you're married with you know two kids in the back of a honda civic and you're like you know what we should go to church for our kids you know like so how are we reaching that middle stage there because man like that is the church of the future. Mm. That's the church of the now. The now. Absolutely. Like you know, I mean, even even now, Gen Z. Uh, I'm not Gen Z. <laughs> I don't think any of us are. Dude, it's creeping uh, up there quick though. But they're, I mean, they're in the workforce. Yep. Like they're become, they're leaders, mm-hmm. and they're motivated. They're you know authentic, and so man, we got to be going. You know, That's right. And and what a shame if we're putting so much effort in reaching students, which we are. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. You know, I think even as a convention, we do a great job. Sure. I think as a convention, you know, and Ryan, we're doing a great job of reaching, you know, college students. How are we doing after that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, are, are we losing our focus as soon as they graduate college? Wow. Mm-hmm. Are we just letting them just kind of drift into nowhere? Mm. And what a shame if that's what we're doing. Wow. So I think as a church, we got to be just continuing to reach them, continue to pour into them. That doesn't necessarily mean that you have to, you know, hire somebody. I think if, if you can, I would do it. <laughs> um, and you know, call me. And yeah. l- l- are you looking for a job? I was no, about to say, was no, that? no, not that far. <laughs> but uh, I'd love to help you find somebody. I have a lot of people, or even just you know, I'd love to hop on. The, that's one of my favorite things in the world to do is just yeah. talk about young adult ministry. 
Um, so I'd love to help anybody who wants to do that. Um, but but I, I appreciate what you've done, Jeremy, is you've given like tracks that people can run on. It's like, hey, what's next for you? Well, this could be. So yeah. engage here and do that. I think sometimes young adults are just looking for, where's a space for me? A hundred percent. You look and at a, a list of small groups in Sunday schools and oh none man. of them seem to describe where you're at. And that's mm. really defeating. And then what's even funnier, you know, and, and it doesn't stop. Mm. So even once your church has like our church, we got something for you, sure. right? Um, but people show up and people get so scared even in the parking lot. Wow. We, I, I, I couldn't even tell you the amount of stories of people who, who come to our ministry. You can see that there's a lot of people. You see on you know our Instagram, sure. man, there's a lot of people like me, but they get to the parking lot and they get scared, yep. get anxious of like, do I belong here? And I, I've heard many stories that they sit, they come three times, sit in a parking spot, decide mm-hmm. so I, I, no, I got to go, and they and they leave before ever walking in. Wow! Mm. So every time somebody comes in, you know, it's got to have a welcoming culture, and I think even maybe wow. you're a church leader and maybe a pastor and even if you're a senior pastor, you have young adults in your area that you should yeah. be reaching or, or coming into your church. So have you thought like a young adult is, man, is there a place for me? How do you walk that line between walking up to every young looking person yep. and saying, hey, you're a young adult, you belong in this. <laughs> yeah. And also giving them really clear, hey, this is for you. Yeah. Because a lot of young adults, they don't want to be singled out for not having a natural place to fit. Yeah. But they're also looking for a natural place to fit. I think if you can find, all right, so church leader, you know, if you can find one person, maybe yeah. that's somebody that you used to disciple and they were in your student ministry, now mm-hmm. six years later, now they're a young single adult, and you're like, man, I only have one that I know of. Man, set them at the front door and have them do that. Wow. And that's actually yeah. how we started the young adult ministry at Cross Church Pinnacle Hills. Sure. And um, so, and I kid you not, it's really hard to imagine now if you've, been to our campus on a Sunday morning because of how many young adults in their 20s there are now. Mm-hmm. But six years ago, you could look around and be like, there's two in here, maybe. Wow. you know. And so what we did in those early days is, and we would go to lunch just with the you know three of us sure. at, you know, after service. And so what we'd do is we'd scan during the service. And again, especially if you don't have many in the room, um, which I would say probably most churches don't. Sure. Um, you could scan around the room pretty easy and be like, all right, there's somebody, or they're new, or they're here with their parents, they're visiting, or whatever reason. Mm-hmm. It's Mother's Day. <laughs> you know, really go after them on Mother's Day. And uh, <laughs> That's incredible. And, <laughs> and uh, hey, I'm going to go up to them and say, hey, like, have you been coming here long? They're like, oh, no, it's my first time. And you're like, never would have guessed. <laughs> no, I know that you're new. You know, and like, hey, you know, there's some young adults and that we, we go to lunch afterwards together, and we kind of all sit here together. And, um, you know, now this is five years into this, and we have a giant area of the front right of our on, wow. on Sunday mornings that there's a bunch of young single adults. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of, like, anxiety for a young single adult who's like, who do I even sit with? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They, they got to sit by themselves. I don't want to come to church and sit by myself. So even having yeah. a place for them sure. that can just be a place of, like, comfort and safety, mm-hmm. just, that, just that little amount of intentionality goes a yeah. long way. So if you have that one person... They can be like, hey, stand at the front door 
and say, hey, come sit with me. And what I appreciate Massive. so much about what you're saying now is it's not just, hey, like the like the extent of our young adult ministry is getting them plugged into the social, but like there's this broader connectivity yeah. to, to the rest of the church as well. You know, we can talk about like the silo ministry, ministry sure. approach. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of where after college ministry, if you don't have young adult, well, there's, there's not my thing. Yeah. So it, it does prepare them. Oh, hey, this isn't just I'm a part of this ministry. I'm a part of this church. Yeah, because a lot of church and ministry leaders, they don't have the capacity for a young adult service. Sure. But yeah. to identify and give young adults a place is so valuable. Well, yeah. One thing I love about what y'all do, Jeremy, just on the outside looking in, you have a social presence, um, like a social ministry or social media type presence, and every young adult is checking out social media stuff before yeah. they pop in the room. Right. Like, what can I expect? And just knowing there are other people that are like me there. Right. So. And that's what everybody wants to know, is do I belong here? And so, um, and that's kind of where we had that culture of, no, actually, we are intentionally going after mm-hmm. that person who looks alone and looks new. Yeah. And every church probably could find markers of how you know a new person, whether yeah. that means you have a sure. really confusing building that yeah. people get lost they just all start, the time. If, if they're looking at the Look, ceiling when they walk that's, in. That's the key, especially <laughs> in a big building yeah. like ours. You yeah. walk in, and, and as soon as you walk in the lobby, you're looking up, and we have you know writings on the wall. If you've been there three weeks, you never look up. <laughs> you don't even know those are there. You don't even know those are there anymore. Yeah. But your first week, you do. Yeah. And those are the people that you're like, all right, you know, send a door greeter after them. Jeremy, give us a yep. final word, a charge to young adults, and say, hey, this, this would be the word I would leave you with. I think something that even actually the Lord's been teaching me lately is, um, you know, the, the closer you are to me, you know how true this is of me. And it gets used in a positive and negative kind of term in light. But all my friends say I'm like a schemer. Okay. Uh, and my like catchphrase is full scheme ahead. Yep, you know? I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and so like always just like ha- have something I'm working on. And um, But what the Lord's been teaching me, and I think this really pertains to a young adult who's in that awkward middle season, or maybe you're in transition. You're, you know, again, a 10th grader moving to a new school. Yeah. And you're really trying to figure out how can I make the situation more fit me or benefit me or how can the season be best for me and you're looking too inward i just say like less scheming uh less worry about yourself and more Mm. trusting in god wow and so i just say like really put your trust in lord Mm. and and really look at how has god positioned me today to be used by him wow and and how can i make a difference today even if it's with one person maybe I, i think i'm called to you know be a church pastor of 50,000, all right, maybe one day. But right now, how can you share the gospel with one person? Dude, that's big. That's big. Hey, if somebody wanted to follow you, find you, find more resources, where would they look? Um, Instagram, Jeremy W. Dixon. Um, What does W stand for? Wayne. Okay. And then it's .xon, so not like the street. Oh, well. Uh, The social NWA is our, our, you know, social ministry, our young adult, young singles ministry. Um, Jeremy D at crosschurch.com. I mean, I'll even give my phone number. <laughs> uh, Brave man. So, Brave man. If you, if you need uh, dating advice, you need, you're trying to get connected, here's the number. Yeah, or yeah, if yeah. you just need somebody's number to like put on those uh, drawings, <laughs> those spam things. Yes. In that Jer- case, yep. um, so Ryan, Ryan's phone number <laughs> no, no, is. No, no, no. Well, we're going to close it up. <laughs> yep. hey, this has been Lead Defend. We're so excited for the next event coming up in March, and it's going to be a good time. Thank you, Jeremy, for being with us. Yeah, thanks, man, man. It's been fun. Until next time, this has been Brock and Ryan. That's it 
for this episode of Lead Defend. To hear more episodes from the Lead Defend crew, visit absc.org slash podcasts. If you liked what you heard, rate and review us on your favorite podcast listening site. Want to learn more information about the next Lead Defend conference? Visit leaddefend.org.